Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in during our mid-season hiatus. Season 4 still has 10 more episodes starting December 11th, but the content just keeps on rolling. A few nights ago, Nathan and I got together to answer some questions about the show, Season 4 specifically, looking ahead into the future of the show, and quite a few curators' questions from Patreon, some things about the ARG and Phonic Fiction Fest, so I want to bring you part of that discussion now. Hope you enjoy. To me, like the 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 writing of the party came um almost like I came up with the idea during Phonic Fiction Fest. And then I, was I wrote wondering about that. Yeah, I was like I remember you didn't have anything before that, and that was real right, fast turnaround. I, I was. I was racking my brain. I'm like every Halloween we do some kind of bonus material, and I just I wasn't able to think of anything. And then I feel like I just got this creative spurt right after um, Phonic Fiction Fest where, you know, the, the first day of that was all us writing, recording, and then I assembled all the um, audio parts in, into, you know, a timeline. And then I handed everything over to um, the other guys that did the, all the sound and, you know, music and all that stuff. Um, so day two was pretty much them working and everyone else was waiting around. And I was like, I have these ideas and I'm like, I had, I had, uh, Alex in mind for that part. Um, cause I, I heard her go really high, high pitched vocals, uh, in a couple of the reads. And I was like, I bet she could pull off like toddler. Um, <laughs> so I was like, wouldn't this be a cool idea? And it, it really wasn't like a, um, I don't know. It it wasn't like uh, inspired by any of the plots we were discussing, but we were talking a lot in, in the writing process for phonic fiction of, we were talking about the unreliable narrator. Um, and if you, if you listen to that, um, you know, horror comedy episode we put out called um, uh, double booked, it was kind of funny because you approach it from this couple's perspective, but like the most, humane and insane person in the in in the episode was the serial killer you know he was like giving manners instructions to this couple that was just bickering meanwhile he's like chopping up a body with a machete um <laughs> it was, i don't know the whole thing was hilarious to me but um but the unreliable narrator got me thinking of like you know i could probably take that into a direction um play with the sound effects a little bit so that you know at the beginning, you don't really realize who these people are that are talking, but it becomes very clear. Um, anyway, that was just a fun one to do. Uh, I've heard a few people say they enjoyed it. So, um, but, but that's, it, it's not like a full cast audio drama. There were three, three people in that, but, but it's not a narration style like the storage papers is. And it felt really cool to expand a little bit, but, um, yeah, I don't know what, what, what thought process I had when I wrote, wrote these down. What was your inspiration, I guess, behind feed the bones? Um, cause that was kind of unplanned. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> kind of unplanned. So we, um, back when your, your voice was like completely shot. I was like, at that point I was like, okay, so what if this goes on to Halloween? Um, how could we have something that isn't going to kill his voice further? Uh, you know, in the event that he can't uh, do an episode. 
So it's like, okay, so what if Malcolm breaks into his home? That would be a, an easy out for him. Um, <laughs> nice. And, and thanks that part for thinking of me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Uh, that part was super, super fast to write. Um, I wrote that whole intro for Malcolm super quick, and then I got stuck. And I was like, "All right, um, what what story is he gonna tell?" Uh, so that took a while, and I was like, "All right, what what screams Halloween? Pumpkins." Um, and I had this at the time unconnected thought of how creepy would it be to be like, you know, the, the saying, I feel it in my bones, but what if that was literal? What if there was something literally in your bones? Um, and then I, I just wrestled around those two ideas until I could figure out a way to merge them. And that's, uh, that's what, where feed the bones came from. Um, and I ended up, uh, pretty much having my own 48 hour, phonic fiction fest in that and that uh I, I made the whole thing from start to finish in about 48 hours maybe less actually it's a lot of work i really liked it though was, like i kind of like hearing malcolm behind the mic <laughs> maybe he needs more opportunities like that <laughs> he's a he's a fun character i've said this before but it, it um he really likes the way words feel in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Every time I start doing that, I always think, "All right, let's." Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> That's much more entertaining if you can see the video. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking <laughs> at him on video. It's, it looks pretty funny. <laughs> um, I guess I have had a couple of questions. You know, nobody <coughs> excuse me specifically asked about this today, but. You know, looking at the ARG, um, I believe there's still one unanswered thing out there, right? There is. Um, and I've, I don't, this isn't really a spoiler. I've said it before. It's not a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, so the amount of work that's going into it is disproportionate, <laughs> which is, um, I feel like a, a little bit of a failure on my part, <laughs> but uh, I will say that it, it's not um, the end of the ARG. And if um, if that part isn't solved, then I'll start or somebody I'm sure will start dropping clues Um and the out of universe answer to why it, it's on pause is because life, man, <laughs> <laughs> just haven't had time. <laughs> well, well, we haven't like we haven't ever said like we're we're gonna keep this going twenty four seven. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun to do either between seasons or when there's time like away from main content. But um, I, I think, I mean. Okay, so I'm I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who's never really participated in an ARG or tried to find out the clues myself, but um, I, I would imagine you could drive yourself insane not knowing if you've got everything or not. So yep, <laughs> yeah, and and really, I, I I don't want anybody to get discouraged because, like Nathan said, it's it's 
there's not a huge missing detail, but um, I think before the next stint probably goes, um, some gaps will be filled in. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, what's very likely going to happen, I'm not going to promise anything, but what will very likely happen is similar to how the first couple waves happened in that one happened right after the season finale and the next happened right before the next season premiere. Something something like that will probably happen. Um, but we'll see. You know what's crazy too is like, you know, I've I've and again, I'm just off the top of my head thinking of this right now, but I've been a part of um a couple different groups um primarily on Discord, but people that that do audio drama that are, they always discuss things like, how do you market your show? How do you, um, attract listeners, um, and different things like that. And I've, I've taken that opportunity to discuss the ARG because I really feel like the level of engagement that everyone has in it is amazing. Like you, you never know, like, you know, what people's abilities are until you start putting these challenges in front of them. But at the same time, um, not a lot of people know about it. It's just yeah. a, a few people. And um, I think if more people knew about it, they'd be super into it. But then they'd also solve it a lot quicker. Uh, <laughs> and Some knowing, them, man, they were they were putting like they were solving stuff faster than I could put out the clues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I've got a bunch of points just um, noting the midseason finale uh, episode 10, uh, mainly just, you know, what do we think of the characters right now? Or what are the important events this season? Um, what's the state of Jeremy in this, in this, uh, at this point in the story. And I think I can just go through these pretty quick. I don't know if, if you want to, cause I, I think, so here's, here's how we, it's been different this season because Nathan has done pretty much all of the Patreon content. And I wrote the, almost the entire season four outside of like the first couple episodes, I think. Um, and I don't know how that happened, <laughs> you know? Um, cause, cause prior to that, we were kind of working together on a plot and then we just, I don't know. I think our schedules changed or something, something happened, um, where, we just kind of did the split and we're still both working on the show, um, and discussing ideas, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think what it was, if I remember right, was, um, uh, this was when things first started getting like, uh, overwhelmingly busy with Cody um, yeah. I think he had thrown out the suggestion, Hey, would you want to just take the main story and we'll do the bonus content? Um, that's right. And that, that's, that's how we started doing it. And, um, at some point it was like, well, wait, well, probably didn't need to do it that way, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose we should kind of bring up Cody and, and let everybody know that, um, you know, I don't want there to be any sort of impression that there's anything negative that happened. Um, Cody's life just got kind of crazy. Um, he, he got to a point where 
I think the the extra time and effort, which was significant that that he was putting into the podcast, um, couldn't happen, you know, and I felt a little bit bad because I think he carried a sense of guilt about, you know, whether or not he should try to like keep keep doing this. And it was more of a like a discussion that we all had and just said, look, man, take care of your life stuff. Um, we get it. I mean, I, I had this huge pause between seasons one and two cause I got sick and, um, you know, I didn't have any backup then. So, um, yeah, there, there was no ill will or anything like that. I, I've heard a lot of speculation and, um, you know, I, there, there are things I, I want to respect out of privacy for him, but, um, just know that, you know, he's, he's welcome back to write anytime if he ever gets to the point where, where he can and, He's, he's given us his blessing to continue using his music, which I love for the show. Um, so yeah, we'll see if that happens. If, if not the storage papers, then maybe a future project, who knows, but, uh, we do miss you, Cody, if you're listening. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically the state of everybody's character, I mean, Jeremy at this point, he's obviously got some medical stuff going on. We're, we're exploring that, um, you don't quite know exactly what it is yet, but we will dive into that. We'll find out more details. Uh, Malcolm's motivation and character arc, I think, is um, it's hard as a writer to specify that because I know the motivations of his that you don't know. <laughs> and I don't know what I can say that won't kind of give things away. Um so- I mean, we can we can edit this out if I'm incorrect, but I'm pretty sure what has been talked about was, um, I mean, we, we know that he lost his sister when he was young. We know that he was trying to bring her back. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure we know that at this point. <laughs> yes, we do. It's kind of running together in my head. Um, I think that is at least a partial motivation or a starting motivation. And I, I, I think he feels like that's still his motivation, whether that's true or not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to put it. Um, he's had other, other influences, I think since he started out with that motivation um, and, and we still have yet to explore a lot of, of <laughs> the directions we're going to uh, take Malcolm, but um, he's a complex character. I think, you know, starting out this whole series, I figured it was more loosely plot based. Um, but as we dig more into each character, it's it's really turning more into a character-driven show. Um, but yeah, we're going to explore everybody uh, quite a bit more between now and when the series ends. But Malcolm's Malcolm's got a wild ride. We'll say that. Uh, Ron, I don't know. What do you think about Ron? Since I'm writing. Him, I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've read up until the end of season four yet either. Um, um, you've had time, but I, so I have, um, I, I went back and just today, um, cause we we're going to talk about 
it a little bit. Um, I went back today and kind of refreshed my memory of uh, the episode 18 mm-hmm. and realized that I had forgotten a lot <laughs> of what I'd read before. As I was like, oh, this seems familiar. This is familiar. Wait, I don't remember this happening. Um, yeah, I I did the same thing, by the way, <laughs> before today. I went last night and read it. <laughs> a good chunk of Ron is laid out in uh, the confession episode. Yeah. Um, Do you trust it? I, <laughs> <laughs> I trust that he will do what he thinks is right for Brienne. Beyond that, I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So far, that's consistent with his, with his character, I think. Um, Brienne, I feel like, I'm not sure we've learned too much more about her yet this season, but uh, more. I was just going to, you're right. I think she, she's kind of just been popping in and out of like, Hey, I'm still here. I, yeah, I know I was kidnapped for a minute, but still alive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's, she definitely has a, a lot of development that's coming that we've talked about for sure. Okay. Just a couple things I want to reiterate, I think, before we move on to the next section there, um, it's funny, we, we got a new patron today, um, and I was kind of chatting with him on Patreon. Um, he's also in the Discord now. Uh, his name's Daniel. But, I mean, we basically, he, he was, he was kind of noting the differences between season one and now. And I was just telling him, like, you know, there, there are important details from even way back into season one that, that come into play in the current season. For instance, we just, we just saw, um, Oh, what's her name? That the ice cream, ice cream man episode. Uh, the little girl was from that episode in, in the eighties, uh, was, was found deceased in the most recent episode. Um, but again, those names, were relevant in in the story now and i think i mean i don't know i I feel like uh remember remember when what was that m night Shyamalan movie that came out with bruce willis and Haley joel osmond um why can't i remember the name of this it's probably stupid easy too um ultimately talking about six cents yes Yes. Why couldn't I remember <laughs> that? Um, ultimately, like he, I watched this, this kind of uh, bonus footage uh, after that came out and everyone thought it was great because nobody saw the twist at the end, um, which I won't spoil for you, even though the movie's years and years old. Um, it's a good movie from a writer's perspective, I think. Uh, so go see it if you haven't. But um, he just kept saying, I didn't think people would think it was a huge twist because it was so obvious to me when I was writing it. And then he kind of listed all the symbolisms and details that were in the movie the whole way. And, you know, once you watch it back through knowing all those things, yeah, sure. It's obvious, but, but the first time you see it, it's, it's, it just sneaks up on you. Um, 
So, I mean, that's not my goal to try to create this big twist at the end or anything, but, um, but I do like using, and I've said this before, um, we, we use historical, uh, information to build the stories on and not only written history, but I think, um, historical storage papers, universe history to build on. So, um, yeah, just keep your eyes open or, or go back and listen if you need to. There's there's just stuff that's important from way back then that, that's going to come back into play. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. And then one other thing, you know, a few episodes back, uh, Jeremy mentioned getting, getting a text and saying, meet at El Campo Cemetery. Um, that is how we're going to open the rest of the season uh, with kind of filling the audience in with details about that. Um, that, that will also be an important episode as far as details go. Uh, let's see. I will mention that, that the third of the writing contest winners that hasn't been pushed out yet is by Anna called bad day for a jog. That's going to come out, uh, November 13th. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for that one. Do you have time for a few questions about Bonnick Fiction Vest? Sure. All right. What uh, What do you want to know? <laughs> so, a lot actually, but I, I'm going to just <laughs> keep it brief today because I don't want it to go too terribly long here. I got to start cooking dinner soon, but um, I guess just like where where did the idea for this event come up, and um, what inspired you to to take this on? So, uh, we were in, uh, he goes by Mr. F. We were in his, uh, discord server. The, what is it called now? RQ plebs. We all know um, Mr. F. Yep. Yep. Mr. F. Uh, Cole had brought up how there wasn't really anything like any contest like that for audio drama or for podcasting. Uh, we had both taken part in the 48 hour film uh, project or at least some sort of variety of that in the past. Um, he had done game jam before. Um, but there, as far as we were aware, there wasn't anything like that for audio drama. Uh, since then, oh, I did find out that there is something kind of like that. There's a 24-hour one called Hubris. Ooh, uh, I haven't heard of I, that. Yeah, I, I hadn't either. And I don't know how I hadn't. Um, I feel like since I found out about it, I'm seeing it everywhere. But um, I, I also, uh, as soon as I found out, immediately registered to be notified whenever they, they do their next round because that sounds like fun. Um, but yeah, the, the, as far as we knew, there wasn't anything like that. And, uh, as anyone who's done the 48 hour film project knows that's a blast. Um, just mad creativity and that that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. not looking for anything amazingly polished. It's just a, a pure exercise in fun and creativity. And that's what we wanted to do. Um, so from there it's like, Hey, you know, if you want to do something like this, let me know. I'm, I want to do it. <laughs> uh, and started doing that, started working on a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. I had a whole project map laid out for it. 
and then uh, life got crazy for a little bit. Um, and then we just kind of had to do a mad rush right before it started to be like, all right, in two weeks, we're going to do this. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. ambitious. Yes. Because <laughs> I tell you, I I took I took a few days off before that event started just to kind of rest up. And I mean, I had a team of six people total, I believe. And it took us the whole time. Literally, we submitted our audio. I think it was 10 minutes or so before the deadline. <laughs> and like there were people that pushed it closer. I saw somebody oh who submitted, God. I think, uh, eight seconds yeah. before the deadline. Well, we were we were panicking because we were waiting all day for the, the, the audio guys to finish. And um, he finally pushes it out. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And I was like, wait, it's 21 minutes and like 10 seconds long. We got to cut something. You know? <laughs> so he came back and did a little uh, magic with it and came in right at like 2059. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that was <coughs> sorry. That was a blast. Uh, I was exhausted by the end of it, though. It was so tiring. But um, one of the things I noticed, um, you know, I signed up to be a team leader, which meant basically all I had to do technically was pick the name of the team. We called ourselves Team Kooky because I couldn't think of anything else. Um, but I ended up doing a lot more than intended. Um which is great. I, I wanted to participate, but um, one of the things that happened once the team was solidified, we got our own team channel that nobody else could see, but I saw you pop in and make some comments. So I'm guessing you had access to everybody's chat and yeah, I, I wanted to ask you from that perspective, what, what are some insights or what did you think was the most, uh, I guess, fun part about watching everybody interact and, and work on this. So hands down, I think my favorite thing, um, even more uh, than the the funny things that uh, Lou posted on Twitter, he was he volunteered as a mod and um, shared some snippets of that. If you if nobody saw that, but uh, yeah. it was hilarious some of the stuff that went on behind the scenes. Um, but hands down, my favorite thing was seeing people who um, got their genre. Uh, and, and I think this mainly happened with horror comedy, but I think I saw it happen in, with um, the other genres too. And they were like, I, I really didn't want this. <laughs> this was the only one that I didn't want. Well, that's how I felt, but I didn't want to be like offensive because you, you, <laughs> you know, like you're my right hand guy here and, you know, I'm not going to complain, but I, the thing came up on the screen horror comedy. I was like, fuck, it's not what I wanted to do, <laughs> but it turned out well. Like, you know, if I think I just, I allowed myself for a second to be like pouting in my own way. And I'm like, okay, this is a creative exercise. Let's just go with yep. it. And it turned out to be really cool. <laughs> and that was my favorite thing. Seeing people go from that to at the end being so excited, realizing that, Hey, I, I made something hilarious or uh, we made something hilarious that that's uh that was really awesome to see um I think some other things that and I thought were really cool um 
like in yours, you had uh, somebody who is more experienced with um, equipment and stuff, mm-hmm. offering recommendations and helping people out who didn't even have a microphone yet. Yeah. Um, that was really cool to see. And um, also the cross team help. Like somebody is saying that they they need to help with something or they need another actor last minute or their sound editor um, had something happen and couldn't finish it. And other team, you know, people from other teams stepping up and being like, hey, let me help you get this finished. That was super awesome. And, and that's the kind of thing that I hope in future iterations of Phonic Fiction Fest keeps happening. So you're saying it's going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yes. We talked about trying to do up to four a year. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I mean, the idea is that not everybody can do it at the same time. So it would give an opportunity for different people to hop in and give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle doing it four times a year myself um, just because it was it was such an insane thing. Like I had to block my whole family out for like a whole weekend and <laughs> like. I don't know. I think towards the end of the weekend, I was like, God, I like hardly saw my family that weekend. I felt a little guilty. Maybe I'll contribute in like a a lesser way or maybe volunteer to, to help you guys on, you know, um, some kind of, some kind of way to, um, you know, help the event move along rather than be part of a team. But, but I also, you know, I could see myself doing that periodically too. Like maybe next time I won't be a team leader. Maybe I'll be a, just a voice actor, or, um, yeah. pick any, any thing, I guess. But, um, yeah, it was really fun though. I, I kudos to you guys for putting that on. Um, I always pull a David Alt and just pop on and be like, Hey, I'm here. If anybody needs some lines. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It was really cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. That's like, that's a great, great approach. That's a guy who knew <laughs> he knew ahead of time what it was going to uh, require and was like, nah, but I'm going to help. <laughs> I'm going to help. <laughs> um, all right. So I think I think for now, that's probably good enough for the behind the scenes content. Is there anything I'm missing that you feel like we need to touch on? No, I think that was a, a fair amount. Um, been recording about an hour now, so yeah probably be good okay that's it for this partial discussions of behind the scenes content for the full hour-long discussion you can get that with the investigator tier or higher rewards over at patreon.com slash grinner media thank you so much for listening we'll be back soon with the remainder of season four <laughs>